Oh, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Well, it's not really morning. Who knows when people are listening to this, but some of them are probably listening in the morning. So good morning to you guys. Good afternoon to the people that listen in the afternoon. And if you're listening to a podcast at night, well, then a good evening. Brandon? Hello. There has been a lot in the news, and it's very upsetting. Shikari Richardson was tested for cannabis at the trials for the Olympics after she won or before she won, who knows. And now she is not going to perform her relay at the Olympics or compete in her relay at the Olympics. So this is another sports organization that is completely antiquated and not up to fucking speed and needs an update along with the World Tennis Association, whatever the Tennis Association is for Europe, European Tennis Association, all of it, between Naomi Osaka, between this, the two different things, but actually not. It's all about helping yourself cope with something. And this woman's mother died. Shikari Richardson's mother died, and she was using cannabis to help herself and ameliorate her pain and now is not going to be able to compete in the Tokyo Olympics because of that. So you can drink alcohol, but you can't smoke something that grows out of the ground from Mother Earth because that is punishable by being eliminated from the Olympics. So sports needs a big update, a real update. And I don't know if anyone saw me on the shop on HBO, but I was around a bunch of sports figures for the first time in my life. And so there was uh, Tom Brady was there and Draymond Green who I've loved. He and I, yeah, that's my kind of guy. And now I feel like I do know a lot about sports, so I'm going to start commenting on it because of that experience. I spent at least two hours with those guys, and I don't think there's anything I can't answer now about basketball, football, mahjong. Also, Britney Spears, Britney Spears's father is still her conservator because a judge denied... Britney Spears' request to not have her father be a conservator. So there's that. How do you feel about that, Brandon? Well, I think that that is Laird, from my understanding. Laird Hamilton? Laird Hamilton. He's in control. He's the the new co-conservator. The paperwork that was filed in November was to remove Jamie as her conservator. Jamie's her dad, right? Yes. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. And so it was that paperwork that was actually just recently ruled on. So her attorney has not yet filed to have the conservatorship completely dismantled, from my understanding. So a lot of this, like the paperwork gets filed and then it takes X amount of time for the judge to either approve or deny it. So it was the last submission to have Jamie removed that was denied. So now they have to refile to take her out of the conservatorship What, totally. like an appeal situation? Yes. Mm-hmm. From my understanding. Well, that's well, that's his judgment was that she's denied. So she has to appeal that denial, but that's not very hopeful. I mean, it's the same judge, unless she goes to an above court. Oh, right, maybe she'll go to a different circuit or whatever it is. I saw that she was also recently invited by Congress to give her testimonial and experience with the conservator program in California. Well, that should be something. But doesn't her father have to fucking let her go to Washington, D.C. to testify in front of Congress? And is he going to allow that? Well, there apparently there are two different types of conservators over Brittany. There's the conservator over her person and a conservator over her estate. Jamie, her father, is apparently the conservator over her estate. So all of her money matters go through him. Over her as a person is Jody Montgomery, who is an outside conservator who is supposed to be in place really as 
Britney's advocate. So the fact that she said in her testimony that she can't get married or take out her IUD means there's either a disconnect in communication or people aren't being truthful with the type of control they have over her. There are a lot of aspects to this. So I think it's going to be a few months before we see how her recent testimony plays out. Two pretty, well, three. Bill Cosby's out of jail. That's another disgusting development on a technicality. So while they don't dispute that he's guilty of what he did, because of a technicality, he was let out of jail. So that's the state of affairs in this country, you guys. Well, not not this country, because IOC is an international committee, but that's the state of the world right now. Well, and now this Delta strain. And the Delta strain. But back to these three stories are all examples of white men making the rules and deciding what's best in the interest of women. What are we talking about today, sweetheart? What are we talking about today? Let me look. Well, this is an interesting story, I think. We have two lipstick lesbians, and they're trying to figure out who proposes to who. Is it who or whom? Who proposes to whom? And I don't I don't know in that situation. No, nor do I. I always wonder about that. I guess whoever is the dominant in the relationship or well, because they're sexually dominant and then there's emotionally dominant. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. what else are we talking about? We have a submission that we get from a lot of people just feeling lost in life. We're going to find you. We you're found. Consider forget hashtag problem solved. Hashtag you're found. And tattoo removal. You don't have any tattoos, right? Not that I'm aware of, but I do have something sticking to my butt. I went out with Joe Coy the other night and we got we got very, very silly and wasted. And he I came home and I had a big sticker stuck to my ass. And every time I go in the shower, a little bit more comes off. But I don't know where it came from, who put it there or how long it's going to last, apparently, or how long it's going to be there. So I may have a tattoo. Who knows? Joe Coy is my friend from Chelsea Lately. He used to be a comedian that was on the round table all the time for Chelsea Lately. And I called him and I was like, you know what? I want to go over to his house because I wanted to see he's building his house and I'm building something. So I thought, oh, let me see what he's doing. And then I got there while I was driving there. I asked him for the address. He said, please don't come. Please don't come. I don't want you to see my house like this. And I was like, oh, shut up. I said, give me the address. So I got in the car and I started driving to his house and like, you know, 10, 20 minutes in, I'm like, this is, where am I going to the valley? And then I looked at the address and I was still 17 minutes away and I just couldn't do it. So I turned around and I texted him and I said, I'm not, I'm not coming. It's too far. And then he came over to me. Then we went to Katsuya and we had six grapefruit martinis together. Mm. So, I mean, that was ridiculous. And then we went to Harvell's where there was a jazz club. Well, there is a jazz club. It's called Harvell's in Santa Monica. For anybody ever looking for a cool place to go, that's it. Then he got home and I was like, Joe, I don't have my purse. I left it at Harvell's. So he goes, get out of the car. You are such a mess. And sent me up to my room. And did you retrieve your purse? No, I never. It turns out I never even brought a purse out that night because I had forgotten to take a purse. So he went back to Harvell's looking for my purse. I went inside, was fast asleep while he was pounding on my door for about 45 minutes, worried that I didn't have my purse. So this friendship is very uneven. And I have to start being a little bit more reciprocal in my he is just too sweet and too nice. And I am a cunt. Well, you can go look for his purse next time. Yeah. I'm suck. Uh, <clears throat> I am suffering from a neck injury, sweetheart, because what? I got yesterday. I went to that doctor girl, the Vanessa. Girl, Vanessa, yeah, 
And she took my blood out and then spun it and then re-injected it all through my neck with syringes and this thing called a stamper. I was pretty numb. I did that to my face once. Yeah, it was pretty. I think it's going to have some good results. I can't wait to see it. I know. it's It's like having a neck strengthener. Well, I can't tell that you had anything done, so... Yeah, I'm surprised I'm not more bruised. I bruise very easily on the face, so it's very hard. Are you anemic? No, I just take Excedrin a lot. Speaking of which, we're having all of your levels tested, so... Thank you. This is a reminder for everyone listening to also do your annual physical. Yes, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Is it Breast Cancer Awareness Month? Is it? I don't think so. Well, let me look at when Breast Cancer Awareness Month is, so we're all in the know. Sounds like a February month to me. That's the month of my birthday. Should we place a bet on it? No. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Don't you like when you Google something and there's there's the very question that you ask has no answer? It's like, what what the fuck did I just Google? I feel like every time I Google something, I get less information. October. Okay. I was wrong. Surprising. I was wrong. It wasn't February. Okay. Well, it's good to know. I mean, yeah, Breast Cancer Awareness Month is probably a very important month to know about. So my my apologies. Well, we'll circle back on that. Especially with my breasts. And your mother. I know. Yeah, her too. God rest her soul. Poor Rita. I would have loved to meet Rita. Mm. My mom was really sweet. She was so cute. So snuggly. All of your family is kind of like that, though. <clears throat> snuggly? They're all very, like, endearing in their own ways. Oh, that's they nice all have compliment. a personality. And yeah. I mean, with your childhood, I imagine that everyone was kind of forced to create a personality. I would think so. But I like when I meet people and their families and you find out like all the little dynamics between siblings and moms and their daughters because some moms are totally fucked up. Right. You know, and they're weird around their daughters and like jealous or they want to like live vicariously through them. Mm -hmm. Jealous moms and daughters like that is so it's so fucked up to have to grow up like that. But that's another example of you loving to see the interpersonal relationships and workings and dynamics. Because I remember when I had first started, you had said that you were going with a friend to meet their parents or stay at their family's house in Oakland. And I was very surprised by that, thinking, oh, she's going to fucking hate that. But you came back and you loved it. You're like, oh, no, no. It's so interesting to see like how these interactions go between you know one of your friends and their families who you'd never met and you've done this now with some of your local girlfriends and their moms and now you're close to their moms you did it when you were up in canada yeah i'm into moms well because i don't have one so obviously i'm into moms and i have an aunt who should be acting like my mother but she can't because she's such a bitch like whatever i am times a hundred is what my aunt is and so she loves me but she doesn't like me your aunt gabby yeah yeah she she lives locally She's an interesting bitch, personality. Bitch I wouldn't word. use the word bitch. Well, what would be the word? She, if I say she to her. She likes her solitude. If I text her and say, are you home? She will lie because she does not want me to come over. And she'll yeah. say, no, I'm not, or I'm sleeping. And that's how I know she'll she's there and to go anyway. But like, she doesn't want anything to do with me. She. <laughs> I like to spring my appearance by her. Like I just like to show up unannounced, so she's forced to yeah, see me. Yeah, that's what the the move is. And yeah, and so she hated COVID because of the, she didn't get to see all the grandkids in the regular mm. cycle that she normally does. But she liked it because she doesn't want to be socializing anyway, and she wants an excuse to like have to stay away from people. We both have a Gabby and I. We both have a love of crafting and of baking, and so that's a commonality that we have. So we'll text about that occasionally, like this two-story Joanne's Fabrics, it's a craft store if you mm-hmm. weren't aware, just opened up and we did a text exchange about that for a couple of days, which was so nice. Yeah, she's into crafting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even, yeah, I mean, crafting. Actually, when I went to Thanksgiving this year, I think it was, was it Thanksgiving? 
when I went up to that raped cabin that I stayed no, in. No, that was a couple of years ago. No, with Molly and the family. It wasn't a couple of years ago. It was with my sisters just at like... The one on the lake that you had to come no, home no, to? No, no, oh. no. That was Rape Lake. You've had two was... bad Thanksgiving experiences. Right. I don't, that's why I don't mingle with that family yeah. over the holidays because they seem to like do it one step <laughs> under what I'm comfortable with. They want to do it like the pilgrims <laughs> yeah, in, in a little hobble. And they hobble. love camping. Like, they yeah. love to camp. And I'm not going to pretend I want to camp or try to camp. I tried. It's not a good fit. We're not signing you up for a summer no. camp. So there's no reason to make anybody suffer with me or go camping with people and have them be exposed to my lack of <laughs> camping ability. The last time we went up there, whatever holiday it was, we, my sisters and I went, or Simone and Seneca and Jordan and I went up and we stayed in that little that cement I told you that mm-hmm. was like a little cell block and so the first night I was like oh. Simone is like do you think you're going to make it and I was like of course I can sleep in and you were supposed to be there for four days I think <laughs> like we had packed you up you were ready to go and you were excited to go too I was excited yeah when Brandon packs me up especially when I bring the dogs it's exciting because then I feel like I'm a parent and you love something people may not know is you love to drive like around town you like to drive yourself and you also like to drive on a road trip well, that's new. I like to drive on road trips new. But when I went up to this this event, which I'm convinced was Thanksgiving, my sister and I slept in the same bed. And I, that's also, you know, hard to do because she snores and she has mm-hmm. sleeping issues. But now, I mean, I just have to hit her and she says and she stops. But, you know, why do I want to even deal with that? You don't. So then the second night I was like, Ugh. I don't know if I can make it the second night. And then I was like, come on, you can't be like that. Like, you got to be able to sleep in this for two nights, you know. And then I made it the second night, but I woke up at like six in the morning, packed up the car and was out of there by like 6.30 Yeah, suddenly you're home. I'm like, Where, what the fuck are you doing here? This is not on the agenda. You're. Oh, yeah, it was bad. But they knew. You know, what's great about family is that they know who you're dealing with. Yeah. So you don't ever have to like pretend like, oh no, I'm I like it here. I like sleeping on this <laughs> cement, cement block. I love it. I can just be like, no, Gabby, it's terrible. I don't want to spend another night here. And they're all happy when I leave anyway, probably. I know that's the kind of the expectation with my family is they they'll know because I'm so particular about basically everything, but for them as well. Like I want everything to be set up a certain way for them and like how I would conduct myself on their behalf. So that way, when I go to their homes, they're always on high alert. Like, what? Yeah. what is going to make him comfortable? <laughs> what do we need to do? But I feel like that's a nice way to operate for people. Like, I don't want it to be stressful, but they'll know I'll go get a hotel. If I'm not going to be comfortable there, I don't want to pretend. Right, 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 right. And be like, oh, this is, a yeah, I'm fine. Using a bathroom that doesn't have any toilet paper. Yeah, that's or... something you do in your early 20s. That's like <clears throat> people gay guys specifically, where they go on these trips to Palm Springs and it's, you know, a five or six bedroom house and they will have 20 fucking people staying there because they can't afford it. I don't know any gay guys it. that go to Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. I, nothing's worse to me than Palm Springs. No, the fucking the desert. desert. Like we need to get hotter than what it already is here. It's fucking hot already. No, that's, uh, and it's dry. I don't understand the appeal of going to. Don't sign me up for Palm Springs and we're not going to sign you up for camping. Excuse me, I have to clear my throat because I've I've probably smoked too much pot recently. 
you smoked a joint on the way here, as a matter of fact. Well, that's what I'm talking about. And you're wearing a cream jumpsuit and you ashed all over yourself. Yeah, it was a hot mess on the way in this morning, actually. But it's so fun to be able to go to work together, sweetheart, because we have just one more activity that we did. Sometimes after we tape this podcast, we go rollerblading. Yeah, our schedule yes, has, has really fallen into place. So it's like we're a couple that works together, that's home together because you come in the mornings and then goes to work together. It's just like Dr. Phil and his wife. So we've been doing the podcast and then going rollerblading and we're trying to see how far <laughs> we can go. We're, so we're starting in Santa Monica. We want to get down to like Manhattan Beach. Mm-hmm. So we're pacing ourselves. Right. And then we will circle back and we'll go to Blue Plate Taco or Blue Plate Oysterette and have yeah. a little lunch. And margarita, have a couple of margaritas. It's really the best way to work. I mean, it's great. I love a juice boost, you know, like 1130, just a margarita, just to like kick things up a little bit so that you have a little bit more interest in the next three hours. Well, and it also that is when your creative juices get flowing. Once you get through your first margarita, because we've also been working, you've been working on your stand up notes. Oh, yeah. I'm doing a lot of stand up dates. So you have to look for those. And that's when you really get going is after that first margarita sets in. Mm. The second one's been delivered. And yeah. I like a two margarita lunch. That's what I'm into. Especially when they can make them frozen, the skinny ones frozen. Frozen. Oh my God. It reminds me of like one of those vacations where there's like just mango margaritas coming towards you on the beach, you know, like Bora Bora, where they hand you like a passion fruit margarita. I love a frozen margarita. Me too. I love margaritas. People don't understand, like when I've gone skiing and we do lunch, that I always want a margarita. Like, don't you want something warm? Don't you want a coffee? No, I'm like, no, 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 no. People don't know what they're talking about. When it's hot out, just because it's cold out doesn't mean you need something hot to drink. Like, people are still drinking fucking it's hot like, coffee. Are, you, during are you three months old? I mean, come on. Regulate your body temperature. Margaritas already. are refreshing because you're exerting energy when you're mm-hmm. skiing. And so it's like you're thirsty. I will say, when we're skiing together, we'll get out, we'll stop for a coffee or something. After I don't you know, drink coffee, hour, so I don't know hour. who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we'll when stop have and we have ever... like a drink or get something, and a then like we'll, we'll do lunch. We'll Sophia will get a hot chocolate and a cookie normally. Yeah, but a coffee. No one's getting coffee. Well, we get something in the morning, and then for lunch it'll be a long lunch, and by that time someone will have already passed edibles out. So you really have to be on your game after lunch because you're a little drunk and you're probably stoned. Well, you know, yeah, you don't want to be drunk skiing. First of all, that's irresponsible. You want to have a nice buzz. buzz. You want to have a buzz mm-hmm. so that you're a little braver, not a little bit more reckless. That's when I feel like I can tackle me the, some, sexually. R- some, well, and I have. Uh, we've we're ended each other we've in Central sex? Park. Not yet, but I think it's on the docket. It'll me- happen at some point. God, that would be can so. You imagine. No, uh, that would be uh, terrible. That would Ugh. be a great twist, and that would be a deal breaker. In that some would be sort a relationship ender. That would be something Connie Britton could play on Bravo. Oh, God, I saw Connie the other night. I had dinner with Connie and a couple of other girlfriends. As the woman that that was duped by Dear John, I was mm-hmm. like, listen, are you overplaying her? <laughs> she said, no, she's underplaying it. And it's fascinating. Like there's just social incompetency. Yeah, there's or regular incompetency. Technological incompetency. shortcomings. Well, I have technological incompetency. Yeah. So that's what. So you try though. Well, I think that's part of it. So annoying. Technology is so annoying. The fact that I have five remotes in my bedroom is like so annoying. I want to shove all of them up your ass. I know you do. And then they all control different things. We have the fireplace, her nightstand lamps. (laughs) We have three remotes for the TVs right now. I have to. The remote for the lights is the lamps is is over the top because I would like to. I keep going to turn it on when I'm reading. 
So that would be nice if you could rewire that, sweetheart. Well, I just did that so you didn't have to get up out of bed to turn them both on or off. I spent a lot of time in bed, you guys. Readjusting to L.A. life has taken its toll. It's like she's a narcoleptic. I know. She will fall asleep. She fell asleep in her eye shades at 3 p.m. this week. I went upstairs. I was literally calling to her. I said, sweetheart, sweetheart, up the stairs. And she was passed out. Yeah. No movement. No, that was it. Because the TV didn't work. Like, I'm remember? glad you don't smoke cigarettes. Because if you did, the house <laughs> I sound would like I do today, though, because I can't stop clearing my throat. I want to apologize to our listeners. How annoying is that? So I won't smoke a joint again on the way to do a podcast. Are you taking your singular? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Okay. Well, check that. I box. may have forgotten it this morning, but you know, check. Also, I am on tour. My tickets are officially on sale. We've added a couple of extra shows, and we are adding a Canadian date that I can't announce yet because we're going to announce it July 13th. So for my Canadian brothers and sisters who are reaching out to me, just know that I'm headed there. It's just we're going to be announcing dates as we go. But you can buy tickets at Ticketmaster for my shows. I'll be playing my next big show. I'm at the Santa Barbara Bowl, August 21st. So you can come see me there. I'm warming up this new act, this new one-hour stand-up at a bunch of clubs. So there are still tickets at one of the clubs in Appleton, Wisconsin for the 10 p.m. show, which is on September 24th. So if you live in that area, there are about, I don't know how many tickets there are left, but there are some. And then I have all the other cities that I have already released and tickets are available and I can't fucking wait. It's called vaccinated and horny. So make sure that you bring your vaccinations and your horniness and then keep them to yourself, please. And on that note, I am feeling so horny that we need to take a break so I can just climb. I can't even pretend that I would do something like that in a podcast studio. We're going to take a break. Should we take some calls? Okay, our first submission comes from, well, we don't know their name, but they're 24 and they write, Dear Chelsea, I'm a 24-year-old music student at Juilliard. Should I keep hooking up with my friend who is in an open, long-distance relationship with a girl who is asexual? There's a lot to unpack here. Okay. What do you think? Is he on the phone? No. This this was just a write-in. I imagine because it's uh, sensitive in uh, nature. Say, say, read that again. Okay. Dear Chelsea, I'm a 24-year-old music student at Juilliard. Should I keep hooking up with my friend who is in an open, long-distance relationship with a girl who is asexual? I don't see why not. I I mean, mean, this seems like a home-run opportunity unless you're getting emotionally involved. But other than that, yeah, go for it. Yeah, open relationship. Yeah. That's the green light. See what pops up or pops down. Pops off. Yeah. (laughs) See what pops off. And thank you for writing in. We don't know your name, so we'll just call you Lucifer, I guess. So you have our seal of approval. Good luck on that. Let us know how it goes. (laughs) That was mind blowing. I mean, anything of a certain age. So 24, like that age, I'm glad I'm not fucking 24. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm so drunk all the time. Well, can you imagine having to deal with everything that people that age are going through right now? Like the political correctness of the genders and everything like we're all trying to keep up with it but the younger generation gender fluid asexual like who the fuck knows what's going on there i don't know how you keep up they know because it's that they live it we're the ones that have to keep up because it's not like what we grew up with so we're the ones who like have to understand it they understand it so it's not a you know i think it's easier for them you know this is also probably much more of a norm now for people that age so 24 like being in an open relationship and the different types of sexualities, asexual, I 
think that means that they're not sexually interested in anyone or anything. Yeah, so right? I don't know, even know why they're be in a relationship with someone who's asexual because it's like <laughs> us. It's an emotional attachment. <laughs> yeah, well, but would you describe our relationship as asexual? Well, not with how often I try and see you naked. Uh, well, yeah, you do walk in on me naked a lot, but that's just because I don't have a door to my bathroom. That's probably what I should be doing since I've been so bored. I should pick up one of those hobbies where I'm like, you know, on Pinterest making little like furniture boards, boards of what I want my house to look like That's or something like, like that. When you went up to Canada because you had to quarantine for two weeks and you, you asked if you should start online shopping. And I don't think I've ever... <laughs> I've ever been more worried about a habit of yours. I was like, what am I going to do for the quarantine? I mean, I'll read, but there's only so many hours a day you can read a book, you know? I can't read for eight hours. I was like, what should I do? Should I take up online shopping? Do you think I'd like that? (laughs) That's going to be a hard no. I know, but I don't want to get involved with anything like that. Lucky for me, you'd get through one page and forget what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. I would be like, yeah, what am I doing on this site again? Okay, so our next submission comes from Julian from the U.K., And Julian writes, Dear Chelsea, I've always loved your honesty, integrity, and how genuine you are. My question, what would your advice be to anyone who is feeling lost in life or unsure about themselves and their direction? This seems to be a common theme. Everyone's going through it. So let's see what's going on, Julian. Julian, are you there? Hi, yes. How are you? Oh, hi, Julian. Hi, Julian. Hi, how are you guys? We're good. How are you doing? How's how's, how's COVID doing over in uh, London? Oh, yeah, it's going really well. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. I think we're on our way out, hopefully. Surviving but, um, or know, thriving? A surviving, uh. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? Yeah, well, it's going well in L.A. right now. But, you know, every time you think you're out of the woods, there seems to be another go-round of it. So who, who yeah. knows? Who knows at this point? You're cute. Thank you. Likewise. <laughs> Thank you. Well, what's going on? Uh, what is going on? Lots of things. So um, I guess the basis of my question kind of stemmed from my personal experiences and circumstances over the last few years, which were kind of in relation to my career relationships, friendships, mental health, and so on. However, I guess on the flip side of that, I think there's a lot of people who are going through the same thing as me at the moment. So I thought it would be good to get your advice on on the situation and see if you could help me and so many other people to to kind of help get back on track after such a difficult year and and with everything that's been going on. Right. Brandon, would you like to take the lead on this? Well, I just wonder if there's a specific like you listed off some categories in life. Like, is there a specific is there a specific one that you feel like you are having the most trouble kind of confronting or getting like getting over that hurdle? Well, sadly for me, it all happened at the same time. But uh, if I was to pick one, I guess mental health is really important to me. And you know, it's something I've struggled with for, for a number of years. So in terms of feeling kind of lost and unsure, I guess I deal with depression. So for me, it's quite difficult when there are circumstances going on that you can't really control. You know, how do you kind of get through that? And uh, what would your advice be to, to kind of keep going and, and get yourself back to a good place? I mean, I would focus on what are the good things that are happening in your life? Like what's going on with your job, your family? Do you have a boyfriend, girlfriend? Um, So currently single. (laughs) Not pregnant, no. Currently single, happily. I'm quite blessed. I've got a great family and friends, but my circumstances previously, um, I lost a lot of people quite close to me. And when I say lost, I mean, they're still with us, just not with me, thankfully. And my career, you know, I changed my job. I, I had to really change my whole life. 
and then COVID happened. So it's just kind of been one thing after another and you feel like you can't catch a break. Well, I just think, first of all, it's not like you're alone in this, obviously. Half the world yeah. is feeling this way. More than half the world. More than half the world feels like they've lost something, right? This last year, has it's like you're on a constant treasure hunt for like yeah. the next glimpse of happiness or the next positive thing to happen. Because every time it seems like we're it's on the horizon, like Chelsea said, something happens. But I think that in those moments, it's really important to have something, a hobby, an outlet that when you're down or depressed or in that sort of emotional state where it's kind of hard to dig yourself out, you have to have something that you can implement. And also, you don't want to be a victim of your circumstances. Yeah. Then you're like letting the world run you and you're not running anything. So like being even you like, you know, it's been so hard on you, of course. Yeah. But like, what are you going to do with this opportunity now? You know, don't be a victim. We don't none of us want to be that because that's just like groveling. You know, you have to go, oh, God, yeah. yeah, this was fucking tough. And if I survive this, I can survive so much more and kind of pick yourself up and start with all the good things you have going on in your life, reminding yourself every morning when you get up, you know, how lucky you are to be where you are, regardless of what happened in the past. What's happening right now is you having to be like in your life, getting things kickstarted again, which is the way so many people feel. So you got to get your juices flowing. And I think that Chelsea's obviously a big believer in meditation and I try and do it consistently. And, do you, you know, I, I fail. I try. Right. Right. And I, you know, I do it in the morning now. I used to do it midday. And I forgot to meditate this morning, actually, and I usually do it first thing when I get up. But lately, my meditations have been so lame that I'm just like, Fuck. But it really does set your day on a better path. So I kind of used it as a coping mechanism where if I was stressed, I would text her and say, hey, I'm taking 10 minutes outside, whatever. As a coping mechanism for working for me. For, for the stress associated with it. But trying to start your day off in the way that she mentioned, either kind of giving yourself the affirmations of the positive things or the little goals that you're going to have. Because when you feel those little successes, I think everything else feels a little less detrimental yeah. yeah and every day should be like an adventure you know when you're getting up in the morning it's not it's not like you have to write affirmations or yeah you could write down in a thing like you know three things you're grateful for that way you're getting out of bed with like some juices going like some positive vibes yeah. i think that everyone's problem is just to have more positive vibes right like everyone can work harder to take the negative and turn it around and make it positive well it's so much work to be negative all the time too. i know it's but, so draining but i believe I, me so i know julian yeah. i will say the way that you kind of recounted the people not being in your life as a positive thing like you obviously have a positive disposition i like your your usage of recounting well i haven't i yeah that's a word i don't use and i like the way you used it i was sexually attracted to you just then <laughs> we have that dynamic so I think just implementing more of that, that you you know the people who were baggage and not contributing yeah. anything, they're no longer there, and you know that's a positive thing. There's always a way to spin the circumstance in a positive direction. And the more you do that, it's going to feel like less work. Yeah, definitely. Well said, Brandon. Yeah, I would agree with that. You seem really cool. Like, oh, yeah, I think you're going to be just fine. Thank you. I hope so. I wish I could prescribe no, I medication overseas. I would prescribe you something fun, but I can. I only work here in the United States. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure I can find something here. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. You. <laughs> do you smoke pot and do you drink? Like, I do, do you have fun? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I do, yeah, good yeah. for you. I mean, you have to at this point. Let's be I know. Right. <laughs> like, this isn't the time to be sober or even experiment no. with sobriety. 
Exactly. No, I don't have time for that. So the first two weeks of the pandemic, like when we were quarantining for our first two weeks, which we thought would be our only yeah. two weeks, mm. I treated it like it was spring break. Like I took yeah. mushrooms every day. I was like, okay, what drugs do I have today? She was yeah. like an Amish child on Rumspringa. <laughs> I mean, she was like anything that she could get up to. She was. She's like, I only have this two weeks to relax like, and take drugs. Yeah, I'm like nothing. I can't leave my house. So it doesn't matter what happens. Like I'm just gonna. Yeah. I had like a hundred milligram THC capsules that I was taking. I tried those out. I was like, let's see what happens. And then when I realized it was going to go on for more than two weeks, I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh. And then Zooms became, you know, the like the big thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to get my shit together. That was the worst. I definitely yeah. killed off some brain cells during those two weeks, for sure. Those two weeks were the best for both of us because no one knew how to work. And I was just dropping off Egg McMuffins. McDonald's Egg McMuffins he put in my freezer and freezer packed them for me because that's my, my favorite thing Your to favorite. have. I'm like, if the apocalypse is coming and everything's shutting down, I need her to go out on a high note, literally high with an yeah. Egg McMuffin. Yeah. Anyway, stay away from Egg McMuffins because as you'll know, I'm sure they cause so damage and you don't need that in your life right now. No, other no, unsolicited no. life advice. All right, take care. <laughs> take care, Julian. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. He was one of my favorite callers. He was so likable. It's some of these people that are really likable that just need to kind of recalibrate their thinking. Yeah, I think a lot of people also don't laugh a lot. I think that's a thing. Yeah. Because like when I've gone through periods without laughing, I notice it. I'm mm. like, why aren't I laughing? Like, well, I'm not making, you know, I'm like being too serious or I'm like, you know, whatever. Well, people taking get things so too, in their heads. Taking things too seriously. Yeah. Taking things too seriously. And nothing's that serious. Like my, and this is actually a piece of advice that I gave you. Way to toot your own horn. Well, at one of the first times I ever did it, I remember being so uncomfortable trying to like you know, open up personally and you were really upset about something. I can't remember what it was. And basically probably I, my weight. It probably was. And my aunt always would ask me, is it really worth being mad over if I called her with an issue or if I was upset about something? And the answer is almost always no. Like when you're really faced to answer that. And so I did that to you one day. You were upset about something. Go, but you have to put it in perspective. Is it really worth being mad over? Mm -hmm. And you totally changed your outlook. You're like, Actually, no, it's not. So let's just like correct it and move on. Yeah, it's so lame to be in a bad mood also, you know, it's like just so not hot. It doesn't do anything for anyone. Well, no, no, it doesn't. It's not like anyone get. Yeah. Well, let's see how this next caller is. Her name is Lacey. She's from California. She is a child sleep therapist. Oh, maybe she can help you, sweetheart. <laughs> and, a, and a doula. We, we need to put oh, her on retainer. Oh, my God. Two birds with one stone. I can have a baby and sleep through the night. You could sleep through having the baby. Oh, well, I would rather sleep after the baby is born. I would rather sleep through that. Well, Mabel will be taking over at that point. So I will she, though? <laughs> I mean, will Mabel really be taking over at that point? She writes, Dear Chelsea, I would like your advice. My girlfriend and I plan to spend our future together, and that means we would like to get married. However, with both of us being lesbians, feminine lesbians, we don't really know how to propose. I personally would like to be proposed to. However, she also wants to be proposed to. How would you suggest we go about this? Any ideas? This is a quick fix. Okay. She's yeah. on the phone. So oh, let's okay, see what, great. Oh, there she is. Let's see what's going Hi. on. Hi, Lacey. Oh. Hi, Chelsea. Aren't Hi. you cute? You're a feminine lesbian. I can uh, see. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> okay. How long have you guys been together? We met seven months ago in the height of the pandemic. Well, that was good. I'm glad you guys were being safe during the pandemic, hooking up. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And how's it been going? I mean, seven months, that's Amazing. like... Amazing. Okay. So you know. You both are know oh, and yeah. are committed. Yes. Yes. When you know, you know. But I mean, to put it simple, we met at the beach in Santa Monica. 
and the rest is history. So there's a lot going on with the circumstances of you meeting, being at a beach during the pandemic. But yes. I'll support but it. But that's good. They were outside. That's safe. Yeah. That's one thing. We need to take you to the beach to try and find you somebody. Yeah, six feet apart. Yeah, six feet apart. They were just, you know, finger blasting each other six feet apart. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Chelsea. I think well, you guys are like, a, you know, a modern couple. I think you should just, if you want to be proposed to and she wants to be proposed to, I think you should have a conversation and say, listen, I'm going to propose to you and I want you to propose to me and let's plan on doing that together. I mean, because otherwise one person's going to do it and then the other person's going to be let down, right? Well, correct. But that's the conversation we've already had. Oh, so, it is? Oh, it is? Yes. Yeah, so we need a good idea, Chelsea. Like an idea for the double proposal. Yeah. But are you exactly. going to be proposing at the same time or will one of you propose at a certain time and the other person? See, that's what I would do. That's my question, you guys. That's a logistical that's, that's a logistical question. And Sweetheart knows that Sweetheart does not know anything about logistics. This is also... So that's your department. <laughs> this is a common problem with gay couples. Right. And this is something you could ask, like, who pays for dinner when you're both men or both women? And the yes. same thing for proposing. How do you know who proposes to one another? Sometimes there's a more dominant person in the relationship. Are and, you the more dominant one? Well, that is a good question. I think it's pretty equal. That's why I'm having a hard time with this, this so whole concept. What, so what about you just going for it and proposing, like on your own? And then, I could do that. And then letting her just figure out her own thing. So I, I do it first. Yeah, like you want to do it. Like, yeah, that's kind yes. of it's kind of hot to do it first anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah, could be. Except for the possible repercussions of that, of the girlfriend being pissed. So you, what you could... I don't understand. Did you agree? No, she won't. Did you agree? She won't be pissed. You agree that you won't both want it to be proposed to, but you didn't agree that it had to happen on this at the same time, did they? No. Okay, because I'm like, Miracle yes. Ear, we should do an ad for Miracle Ear, because I was like, did I fucking miss something? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I think you should, then you should just go for it. Just propose to her and do it and like be like, I wanted to do it my way and I want you to do it your way. And that way it gives her the room to, you know, Fine. still do it, right? M maybe. It's exciting. Yes. Congratulations. I'm so happy Thank that you, you found Chelsea. somebody that you love this much. Like, I would love to find somebody that I was that excited about. <laughs> maybe you will. I, I keep telling you to become a late in life lesbian. Uh, everyone's like Glennon Doyle. Everyone is becoming lesbians. Everyone. I so just they had must dinner be with onto something. Well, no, they are because they're fucking over men. They're like, oh, this is uh, you guys are so disappointing over and over and over again that we're just going to start going down on women. That's what a lot of women are doing. Well, and I might. You could, you're, too. You're right. Who knows? You know what? I probably will end up being a lesbian. That's, Chelsea, you should. Okay, I know. I just am like, I like men. I'm attracted to men in a big way. I'm losing my attraction yeah. to them <laughs> slowly over time. But I keep <laughs> thinking that there, there's going to be some guy out there that I'm just going to be really into. Mm, possibly. Or yeah, or there's not. Woman. And we'll take you to the beach and we'll find you your lesbian yes. lover. Okay, Lacey, my last piece of advice on this. Maybe you set a yes. timeline. Or yeah. a time frame that you, if you do it first, then she has, you know, three months to plan her thing and do it that way. So that way you don't feel like you both don't know when it's happening. Or maybe you set a certain amount of time that you both agree on of when the first person is allowed to or pull a fucking straw. So, you know, like, then it's fair. <laughs> who who gets to propose first? But I definitely pull think okay. I definitely think you each setting up your own proposal so you can do it your way based on what you know the other person would appreciate is going to be the best experience. For you okay. both. So you're saying whoever does it first. I'm saying that there's... That... I think she should just propose. Like, just go for okay. it and fucking do it already. <laughs> okay. Yeah, be bold. 
I think. Okay. That's my advice. Let us know how it turns out. Who who ends up proposing I'm let you first? Know. Yeah, sweetheart. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm going to talk to my sweetheart now because I'm, you know, that was a confusing. <laughs> we have to work in concert. Well, sweetheart, we have different perspectives on this because as a gay man, this is a struggle that we all face. Okay. You're never going to face that. You Are, don't need to hear this part of the conversation. We're going to say goodbye, Lacey. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye Lacey. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye, you guys. Bye. Sweetheart, stop exposing everybody to our dysfunctional. Oh, sweetheart, I look like Nick Nolte. I think your face looks great. It looks very, you look very glowy today. Oh, do I? Yeah. Wow. Did you use that Hempathy yeah, product? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used that new Hempathy product and I was ch- testing it out to see if I like it. And so far I do. I hope more people write in with cosmetic related questions because that's my favorite topic. I know. You love to do, you love to take care of your skin. Anything. And facials mm-hmm. and any sort of, yeah, ar- you, aromatherapy. Are you into aromatherapy? No, not so much into that. But my Is favorite. Is that candle therapy, aromatherapy? It just like smells, but it always smells like shit. Yeah, it's I never don't like good. smells. My favorite is when you think that I've had Botox and I haven't. Yeah, your forehead looks like you've had a lot of Botox. No? Oh, that's weird. Full so mobility. If, you So you have a little bit one of those, like, uh, what are those uh, cavemen from the early times? What are they called? Troc- Troglodytes? <laughs> Troglodytes? Tro- tro- no, what? I'm not thinking of that. But yeah, Pro-Magnum? Uh, Cro-Magnum? Yeah, you look a little bit Cro-Magnum then with your eyebrows. What is eyebrow. that? It's where, like, it's a little caveman-esque. It's like where there you wear it's very full right here in the brow. Oh, the brow bone, yeah. And, yeah, and then with your middle part, like you look like you could be, you know, half ape, half man. I'm, I'm the missing link. Like you could, you could have come from that line of, you know, well, we all did. So I imagine their skin was not very smooth, but well, but anyway, it's good to know that cavemen were getting Botox. Also, it started somewhere. This would be a perfect time to insert our Botox commercial. We're just dishing out this advice today, and I feel like we're getting through them very quickly. All of our callers are so, none of them are annoying, you know? I mean, obviously somebody will be, but it's, everyone's so cool There'll be normal. a rogue one for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, for sure. I'm, I'm waiting. Well, our next mission it was actually a voice memo submitted by Tina. And so if you would like to send a voice memo, you can do that as well. You can send it to dearchelseaproject at gmail.com if you don't have the time to call in. And yeah, send us a voice memo. I love a voice memo. Well, let's listen to what she has to say. Dear Chelsea, I need your advice on whether to remove my tattoos completely off my body since they suck or repair the current ones to look cooler instead of the piece of shit I have. Yes, I shouldn't have done it to begin with, but the damage has been done and removing them is very painful Mm. with numerous appointments and money, but I'll do it if you pay and film the horror. Promise. Your lesbian tattoo friend, Tina. Why? Uh, so if I have to pay for her to get her tattoos removed and then film it, removed and then or watch repaired. Removed. <laughs> I love that you gave me two options: removed or repaired. I personally just am not a fan of tattoos. No, I'm a Jew, so it, like it's not that I follow anything else, like anything about religion or about my own, other than trying to be a good person. You can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery if you have tattoos. I am not going to be wanting to be buried anyway, sweetheart. I'm actually, that's that's. Conversation we need to have. Yeah, I want to be cremated, and you can just throw me in the garbage. I do not want to be cremated. On the record, do not cremate me. You mean for the record? For the record. Oh, and on the record, yeah. Okay, do not, under any circumstance. I want to be buried because I want to be brought back. I want there to be some DNA left. Sweetheart, you are being ridiculous. I looked up being cryogenically frozen. There's a company... Yeah, I'm in sure Arizona. You, okay. So, so how much does it cost? I don't know, but well, I'll be working for a few it's more like years. You have to have somebody that. handle the account that's like 40 years younger. I think it's 150000 but there are two different options. You can just have your head cryogenically frozen, in which case they would like 
implant your brain into another body and then come back or your possibly you come back a hundred years later yes mm. I don't know about that. That would be really scary. I got a tattoo while you were away, and I posted about it while I was in my tattoo session, and you DM'd me immediately and what about the I, tattoo. Were you yeah. disappointed that I had gotten a tattoo? I just was surprised. Well, this is something else to know. More life advice is sometimes your body refuses the ink, which mine has done. Oh, well, there you go. So it has now faded into basically maybe nothing. I, maybe I had the ink disappear with my power of thought. You probably did. About your tattoo. You wanted my body to let go of the ink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Letting go. Letting go. That's a book everyone should read. You've given it away to multiple people. Oh, yeah. That's a great book by David Hawkins. I read it like three times when I was in Whistler. It's really good. So did we, is she on her own? I mean, what are you thinking? Uh, Tina, yeah, it's not a decision for us to make. I'm not going to pay for your tattoo removal. I can't start paying for things when people ask and write in because then that's what the show would be. And I'd have to do much more than a podcast <laughs> to, to sustain it. But uh, that's a decision you're going to need to make, sister, on your own without our help. You got yourself into this mess. Now tat yourself out of it. Goodbye, Tina. Okay. It sounds like it's time for a breaky, 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 breaky. We'll be right back. Okay. Well, there was definitely a broad. Seems like we didn't do very much heavy lifting today, sweetheart. Let's be honest. No, but I, those will come. Do you think if you weren't a comedian that you would want to do something with counseling or like no, but if I weren't a comedian, what I would want to do is psychology. get paid to watch television and sit on my, maybe psychology, I don't know. It would have to involve travel and sociology, maybe. Sociology. Mm. Anthropology. You know, well, it's never too late. To become an anthropologist, Brandon? <laughs> it's I never mean, too late. Really? There's always an is, option. Would you ever go to college? Uh, would you ever actually enroll if we were filming it for like, you know, a documentary series or something. Yeah. We've talked about doing that before. We just haven't gotten around to it because but I would. Yeah, I'm interested in learning. And I'm also would be interested in getting swept up in the social aspect of college because I would just to relive those. I days. would totally go like, you know, join a sorority, become the president and tell all these girls like how to fucking, you know, keep everyone in line and like be bosses. I like, would love. To so see I that. would love to have that influence over a bunch of 18 year old girls. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like they would be fucking cunts by the time I got done with them. They'd be ready to attack. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I could see myself doing that. I don't remember what happened with that. We were talking about it, but then we never really got into it. So we'll we'll revisit. Put that in your notes section to I will. bring up. I will. I will. I will. Thank well, you. Yeah, light load today, light lift, but we'll see what happens next week. Do you feel like that you have the, the qualifications to continue advising people at this level? I mean, I don't know that I'm qualified, but I'm going to keep doing it. Right. And that's the important thing. I'm, I'm no quitter. Right. And quitters never win. Good night. If you want any assistance with your partner, your best friend, really anything, you can write into Dear Chelsea Project at gmail.com. Dear Chelsea Project at gmail.com.